Welcome to What Shall We Say to These Things. I'm TJ. And I'm MJ. And this is a low-key ghetto Bible study. That's what it is. Um, and we still, we're still in Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis for a while. Um, but this week we're looking at Genesis chapter 16. So TJ will take it away. Alright. Ah, wait. We have to pause. Ask you to pause uh. <laughs> to pray. And now we can get into it. Alright, so I think we need to start with a disclaimer that this is probably going to be a long um highly emotional one you really this is chapter 16 for you yeah oh okay okay i think i understand yeah i think i understand um we have very personal takes and views on what goes down okay. in chapter 16 so let's get into it so um we've fast forward uh, some time and at this point sarah abraham's wife has still not had chat because we, in the previous chapter, I believe, we have um, God making the covenant right. with Abraham and telling him that um, he's going to have, give him as many descendants as the stars. But we've moved along and Sarai still has not had a child. But she has an Egyptian slave named Hagar. And so she comes to Abraham and she tells him, God hasn't let me have a child. Go sleep with my, my servant, my slave. And maybe I can have a family through her descendants. Alright? Um, and Abraham was like, well, I mean, God did say I will have children. It's not happening with us. So, no, let's try this. Um, and this happened. We're given a timeline. We're saying this is how this happened after Abraham had been living in Canaan for 10 years. And so, Sarai brings Hagar. Um... Abraham sleeps with her and she becomes and Hagar becomes pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when Hagar reala- realizes she's pregnant, she begins to behave condescendingly and show contempt towards Sarai, her mistress. And so Sarai goes back to Abraham and tells him, This is your fault. <laughs> right? I gave you my servant to sleep with. And now that she is pregnant, she's showing disdain towards me. May God judge between the two of us, me and you, me and you, right? And Abraham responds and tells her, like, you know, she's still your servant. You deal with her how you want. And Sarai's response to that was to mistreat Hagar. Mm -hmm. And so it became too much for the pregnant Hagar, and so she ran away. Mm -hmm. And so that was um, Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. We're not finished yet. I just, just realized we're not finished yet. So, um, so Hagar runs away. And an angel finds her near a spring in the desert. And he calls her by name. And he says, Hagar, slave, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? And Hagar responds and confesses that she's running away from her mistress, Sarai. Now we done. <laughs> um... I, we've discussed this. Yes. So I know we have a lot of takes. But before we get into the um like the the emotion not the emotion, but like our our views about like the bulk of it. I I just want to mention here that so far God has told Abraham that he would have numerous descendants. Right? And there has not been a mention of Sarai being involved. Ah. Right? So I didn't notice that. So v- at, up to this point, all right, we just keep seeing 
Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. You will have as many descendants as as many plentiful as the sea. Mm. And there's no there's not been um mention of it necessarily happening through Sarah. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Okay. So I just putting that out there. Okay. Yeah? okay. I just putting that out there. Yes. So what are, what are your thoughts? I know that you have changes. Many. That changes things for me though. You sure there's not been any mention? Not yet. You sure? No, as far as I've, as far as we looked at, up to chapter sixteen. So far, it has been Abram. You will be the father of many nations. That changes the whole thing for me. That changes the whole thing for me. I feel like, um. Yeah, I don't see why he could be like, oh, okay, so. I'll be the father of many nations, but not with my wife, my current wife. That, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because as we looked at the covenant, we've looked at the covenant, um, and we looked at the promise prior to that. And as far as I remember, there has been no um, direct mention of... There's been no... Actually, as far as, far as I remember, there's been no mention of Sarah. It has just been, Abraham, I will make you the father of many nations. Through your descendants, your descendants will be numerous. Um, you will have kings as your descendants, and um, yeah, we've got we've gone ahead. I'm shook, but, but like okay, I like like literally, if that is the case, I will not be upset with. I'm not upset with Abraham as much. No, well, well, you know why I'm upset with Abraham, yeah. but I'm not upset with Abraham because like, although I feel like even at that time, it's uncharacteristic for them to have multiple wives mm. like they're so close to Adam and Eve and understanding that um, there were only two people in a marriage mm-hmm. right so they're so close to that I feel like it would still be um, because strange because like his grandson ends up with multiple wives right but like he he did it so like he okay. so, so I feel like further generations are like oh okay but but in this because in this context we're talking about marriage right like we, we're speaking specifically about marriage but that does not mean he didn't he might not have had concubines and because like I was reading a commentary and it talked about the fact that by having slept with Hagar Abram essentially made her a wife she may not have been a wife in the capacity that um, Sarai was, but by his action of sleeping with her, she became a wife. Because, like, I don't know that, like, there were marriages were legal things at that point okay. in time. I okay. don't think so. Um, I feel like consummation was as legal as it got. Mm-hmm. So I could, and then I could understand that. But, yeah, I don't know that it was commonplace for... Well, we don't know. Not necessarily the legality that we have today. It's marriage being a legal process. Yeah. But I don't know that it was commonplace for you to have multiple wives. But we don't know that. We Mm -hmm. we really have no other concept outside of what's written in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, When when I say we, I mean literally the two of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some other people might, Mm -hmm. some other scholars might have a concept. But that gives me a little, I like, it makes me uncomfortable though that like was it not clear that the the 
the child the prop the child of promise the son of promise would come through sarah and like can you really be upset with them for saying oh ah my mistake for thinking it would be with the woman i've been married with for the past mm-hmm. how many years um it must be from some other route. but we don't even know that they were trying to have because like at this point there's no child of promise right it's just that you will have many descendants that's the prom that's the promise at this point right so there's not even a, a child of promise to speak of it is just that god has on more than one occasion promised to make abraham the father of many nations he's going to have descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth as the stars of the sky so that's all we have at this point and so i guess as far as they're concerned there has to be some way to start making the the numerous descendants well we know that abraham has to have a has to have a son if he's going to have an heir mm-hmm. he has to believe that he's going to have a son mm-hmm. so i feel like that's we're going for a son okay yeah okay well let's let's get into it i'm very i'm completely what's the word dis dis disoriented going mm-hmm. in because of that okay but um let's 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 continue we could always we could always go back and check it out before we release this episode like i'm completely disoriented like it changes everything for me but not everything yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's let's go let's get into it okay so with that aside right we still have many issues with what went down right right because here we have a young woman who's an Egyptian, which means she was picked up when during, during their sojourn through right. Egypt. And their she, whole pharaoh Sarai debacle. And she left with them when they got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to assume that she's relatively young. Right. Yeah? And um, she has she's not one of them born into their household. No. She's been with them. We say we're saying that um Abraham has been in Canaan for about ten, 10 years. So she's lived with them for just right. about ten years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's long enough to really get to know people. I think <laughs> <laughs> you like, 20 years 20 24 to be exact. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. To 10 years is a long time, right? Mm-hmm. It is. However, like these people have been your owners. Owners mm-hmm. essentially. Well, y- yeah, she's context. a slave. Right. Yeah. She, they've been her, and and I think this has put into context for me. I've like to me, in every story, Hagar is um, portrayed as a villain. Mm-hmm. She's she and her son are portrayed as villains, but like, like this is her villain origin story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like, I completely understand why she could be bitter, and like angry and vengeful after you process. She's like you saying she's young. She's mm-hmm. very young, and she's away from her family. She's like. And I'm we're not even sure that, like, they have similar beliefs. We're mm-hmm. not sure that the diversion has happened between, mm-hmm. um, like, these Hebrews that we're following. Well, is he a Hebrew yet? I don't even mm-hmm. know. We don't. Um, the this this group of people that we're following and the like the rest of the world. We don't know that the diversion between um gods and beliefs has happened. Um, so we don't know what she believes, and she's just tagging along with these random people who we don't working know working for them working for them mm-hmm. right and then her mistress just ups and is like oh 
you go sleep with my 85 year old husband like like <laughs> I, I, I cannot I cannot I cannot I cannot understand how that could feel like mm-hmm. I cannot I cannot understand it and this is not this is not a if you would like mm-hmm. this is a direct command because Sarah and Abraham have their conversation and and Hagar just like she this is this is one of her duties as a servant exactly mm-hmm. yeah and what I was processing for the first time is that this is Sarah's um I, in studying Jacob and is it Jacob who's yes Jacob Jacob's story I was discovering that they considered that to be surrogacy mm-hmm. uh, right so um in in like how we have the technology now where you could actually put your um the embryo from the couple into another person they well they couldn't they didn't even know how this worked mm-hmm. um but they considered it to be sur- surrogacy so sarah is thinking she's going to have children through hagar mm-hmm. it's not just abraham but she's going to have um children through uh, hagar because this this is somebody she technically owned right so as a result any descendants of this person are her own as well oh right. okay yeah and so it just like i i it just felt like Hagar was being used mm-hmm. like in every yeah. sense of the word yeah. she was being used and it just makes me so angry mm. <laughs> like like i i feel like like here is a young vulnerable woman being exploited mm-hmm. and like how can people who are followers of god be the perpetrators or something like that <laughs> no like the hair is the patriarch of like of not just christianity judaism and so many um mm-hmm. um like like we look up to this man like like oh my goodness father uh, abraham father abraham yeah and he is taking part in something like this it's it's oh but like i think um, as we've mentioned in previous um episodes looking at abraham abram we do not know what is considered like yes we know that's considered old but like in comparison to what we consider old now you know what i'm saying and that's, i'm not trying to justify it right i'm not saying i'm not saying that it was okay in any sense but i'm just saying that our concept of old and even even in terms of hagar like we talk about her probably being a young woman but we also don't know how young she might have been she's of childbearing age and we've established that sarah is not we don't know that yes um when um every time the um in the next it's in the next chapter in the next chapter yeah. right and but that's, that the next chapter is 13 years later the next chapter is 13 years later so we don't we don't I don't know. Wait, I, I don't, don't know. know. Right? But what I'm saying is that at like 10 years ago, Sarai was attractive enough to pull in an entire pharaoh. Right? So what what is what we we going uh, a lot of it we processing based on our current standards. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I still think it's like he we saying that 100 years is a generation because that's the the general lifespan. 
he's just 15 years until he mm, okay. he reached the the generation the, the generation thing i like how young does he have to be and well another thing is we don't know like whether slaves could marry because like she's unmarried mm-hmm. we know that i i i don't imagine that sarah would just pull somebody's wife even though she's a slave and shove them at her, hus- her, her husband, husband. Mm-hmm. but and then there's the thing of how do we know how did they know that she would not be barren as another thing mm-hmm. how did they know she was i don't th- i don't know that they, they knew i think it was just they were taking a shot this is just like it just upsets me i like i don't care how old Hagar was um it's even more disgusting if she's young but like her rights to um autonomy right yeah. yeah it's it's just to me it's disgusting mm. yeah they violated that basic human right yeah. yes but moving on i'm just i'm just thinking about these biblical men and their wives and their ideas like like adam and eve like from the get-go she's like here adam Take the um, take the fruit. You say women been the problem from the <laughs> but but the thing is, they listen, mm. I, and I think that is something. at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and and you have Solomon, the wisest man, um, to ever live, being led astray by his wives. Ahab. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, and so I guess that that could be a lesson that like, I don't. Like, I don't see evidence of women being led astray by their husbands. I don't know if because the how the Bible is written through the patriarchy, the mm-hmm. patriarchal lens. We don't... I can't think of any... Um, I can't think of any examples of women being led astray by their husbands. I can think of Abigail trying to get her husband to do the to, right to thing. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And... But yeah, so... This is something dudes need to take into consideration when they're getting married. That there may come a time when your wife asks you to do something. Before you get married, you need to make sure that, like, the person you're marrying is going to ask you to do a good thing. Mm. And and not something that could be the downfall of, like, all humanity. (laughs) So, yeah. That was something I... I, You... The Job Job situation, he didn't listen. Okay. I feel like... So, so we have one good. But we also ending. the flip side because, like, we studied Esther and we looked at um. Uh, what's his name? Haman, where his wife oh, initially was what? like, build a thing, and then at the end she was like, "This will be your downfall," and so I think it could go. <laughs> like you say, you need to have a spirit-led wife. Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um. Coming back to Abram, in the previous chapter, we had looked at the fact that God had made the covenant with him about um, him giving him as many descendants as the stars. And it, we, we talked about the fact that at that point, he believed God and God um, credited him, that, that act of faith, that trust, credited him as righteousness. And so we, we genuinely believe that Abraham, Abraham is trusting God to give him descendants as plentiful as the stars but he seems to believe like God needs his help to do it well, well like 
why wouldn't God need his help? Like, he's Abraham, the, like, the... Nothing uh, yet. Yeah, he's nothing yet. Yeah, yeah. he's nothing yet. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm so disappointed in these two, these two guys. <laughs> like, I like, and my next point is that Sarah, Sarah, after what she wanted to happen happens, the lady is pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Goes and says to Abraham, "This is your oh, fault." Yeah. Like, like she forgot this was her old scheme. Her old scheme. I don't understand. And then she, on top of that, but she's going to the abuse problem, a pregnant woman. I think the problem there is that she realized that this was not going to be a surrogacy. Mm. Hey, guys, you're not just going to give up her child to her for her descendants. Hey, guys, has every intention of having her child as her And child. probably taking Sarai's place. Yeah. That l- looked like, I, I am the, I'm, I'm the baby mama. Mm-hmm. And so I should get precedence over you. Um, in this household, I am now the matriarch. Um, mm. who are you? Mm. I think I think that's my the point I have here is that Sarai had a Hagar elevated to a wife, and then got upset when she wouldn't act like a slave anymore. So I think, I think that I think like it's just big problematic energy, and and. I th- I think yes, I yes like with all my heart I believe Sarah is wrong for mistreating Hagar, but not but it's not a but. Um, it could be a but, but also it's not a but. No, it's and not a also but, and also, but I don't know. Like, but on the it's not a but. On the other hand, I I feel like. This, I know that I can't say that she stepped out of she was out of place, right? Because they've elevated her to the status. But I keep saying but, but it's not but. I think and that I think that um, I think that Hagar was also being Batman. Because it was a thing of, you are old woman, you can't get pregnant. Here I am, pregnant with your husband's child, mm. and I think that that it could be a level of. Facetious? Is that the word? I don't know. I don't know what that word is. Let's not use big words. <laughs> but I, I just think, I think it was, to an extent, pouring salt and vinegar in a, in a, in a open very wound. open wound. Okay. Yeah. And um, that didn't sit right with me either. I, I don't, that does not justify her mistreatment, does not justify anything that has happened prior, but I also think that I think it was a situation where they were both not being spirit-led. Mm, okay. They were reacting to a situation instead of responding to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this, 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 uh, this chapter had me all, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But that's it for this me section. on that section. Right. So let's go. This is 9 to 16. So the angel speaks to Hagar. They still have at the at the well, at uh, the spring, and he warns her against continuing on her journey because I, th- I think some versions say that she was planning to go back to Egypt. Okay. 
and he basically tells her that she would not survive on her own in the desert and instead she should go back to Sarai and obey like she had done in the past and she would be treated well. The angel also adds that Hagar's descendants would be too numerous to mention. She would have a son and that she should call him Ishmael which means God hears and answers prayers. He would be have a, he would be a fighter and have great strength and he would make a place for himself even though he would be opposed and there will not be peace between him and his brothers. And he and his descendants would eventually live east of where Hagar had met the angel. Then Hagar called the angel she had spoken to. What am I saying? Oh, and then Hagar called the angel that she had spoken to, the God who sees me, because she said, I have seen the light of the one who sees me and I am still alive. And the well where she sat was given a name that means the well of the living one who sees. So Hagar goes back to Sarai and gives birth to Abraham's son and named and named him Ishmael as the angel had told her to. Abraham was 86 when Ishmael was born. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the chapter. Okay. A lot of um, people believe that the angel of the Lord is literally God. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the similar... Well, I think when they say God, I think they're thinking about Michael mm-hmm. and so like Jesus. So like when Joshua meets the angel of the Lord's army, mm-hmm. they believe it's, it's mm. Jesus. That they, I think there's another reference, but I can't think of it. When they talk about, oh, Jacob, when Jacob wrestles with the angel mm-hmm. of the Lord, okay. they believe um, it's a reference to Jesus. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, my first point is that in her rush to get out of a bad situation, Hagar never considered that she was possibly getting into a worse one. Mm. Because to think as a pregnant woman that you could travel to the desert on your own and get there safely. Okay. Wherever you plan to go to and get there safely. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like for many many reasons. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. My first point is about the angel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, she talks about seeing God, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to refer to. Uh, he's asking questions that he already knows the answer to, mm-hmm. and like to me, that's such a. Uh, a god thing to do. <laughs> like um where are you coming from who does he ask who are you no he calls her by he name. calls her by name and asks where are you coming from where are you going to and like like what is the purpose of that is it for her to be honest catch herself mm. and think about her situation because he already know the answer mm-hmm. and and there was a moment of I don't reckoning is not I don't think reckoning is necessarily the word like the appropriate word, word, but I think it was a what are you doing? What are yeah. you really doing? <laughs> um, type situation. Yeah. Um, but, but following up on that, I wanted, like, I don't know if you have anything like in between that, but I wanted to jump forward to that, the advice that the angel gives mm-hmm. her and the promise that is made to her. Um, to me, 
what it, it said it was. Hey, you still a servant, okay. right? Remember your place. But this is temporary. Okay. Like your son is going to be a great man. You know, hang in there. <laughs> Just do what you have to do for now. Things will change. Okay. I I find it interesting. Because I don't know if is that I'm not at the point in my life where I can relate to that, um, or if I don't, I may never be able to relate to that. Mm-hmm. The concept that um, your their lineage, their descendants are so important to them, that knowing that they will be plentiful, knowing that they will be kings and um, warriors, that that was reassuring to them. For me. I'm I'm more interested in my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in who they were and what they've been through, and what had to happen for me to be here, mm-hmm. than in the future generations. But I think I think that that it's like a different point in world history, because this is post flood. Yes. Yeah. So right now we starting over. Um, we 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 trying to repopulate the earth. And for every, for, I would say for every man, um, it it would be important to him to make sure that his line gets carried on, okay. okay? Um, and to think that you could have entire nations now stemming from you, I think for them that would have been an incredible thing, okay, to process. I think I think it's just like a, it's just a different point in time, um. Because I think for a lot of people right now, our ancestry, well, especially for our generation, who can't afford to have children, um, <laughs> looking back at who came before us and what makes us who we are is much more significant to us than processing about poss- possibly or potentially having descendants. Mm. I think, think with the state of the world right now, we're wary of having descendants. <laughs> you know, so I think it's, it's like in that context, it's it's very different. But I think I think you like you're right. I think even like recently in history, like um, slavery, I feel like those people would have loved for an angel to come and tell them who their descendants would mm-hmm. be, that they would be free people, and that they would be um, prime ministers and presidents and um, doing big things, changing mm-hmm. the world. I think they would um, they would appreciate hearing that. Um, I think the next thing I've, I've, I, I have in relation to um, it's, it's in relation to Sarah's response I mean Sarah Hagar Hagar's response to the angel's um, message and like he tells her go back to Sarah and she does but like processing everything that he tells her I think what may have coaxed her into going back is the fact that he told her she would have a son. Mm. Because here she is... Providing the heir. Providing the heir. Okay. Potentially providing the heir. And I think I think that may have been what... What... Feels mm, okay. And like... I... <laughs> like, we, we talked about this, right? And we talked about... Like the impact this has had, this situation had on like 
history history and the world and everything and i'm like as much <laughs> as much as i blame sarah and abraham i i was thinking about it I'm like god could have intervened like one he could have made sure that he, he god didn't get pregnant he could have also let her get pregnant with a goo all right so he allowed the chaos to continue <laughs> Like that's my thing. That's what I was. I was thinking about that. Um, well, yesterday, I was thinking about it. Um, like, we believe that everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and like that becomes problematic in a lot of situations about um, um, people literally people existing mm-hmm. because like we can't say that God like some people's existence was caused by like terrible things right yes we're the descendants of slaves and indentured servants exactly right so like i don't know that and i i thought about it in this context as well i don't know that necessarily these things were planned but i feel like god could make the most out of those situations i I, I wouldn't say they were i don't think he planned but I think he permits them, and I and I think I think um, I think he permits it because he can make the most out okay. of the situation. I think, cause, like I and don't he want saw to call down the line, and he was like, TJ and MJ will do what shall we say? <laughs> we will. Al- I will allow this this to continue. You know, <laughs> like it's it 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 literally fries my brain sometimes when I think about it. Like, like somebody down back there, getting whipped and beaten right because somebody further down the line is going to come out uh, as their descendant and i don't think that it's because mm-hmm. i don't think i think that's my personal beliefs i don't think it's because and i don't think that we have to go through bad things for good to for come. good to come mm-hmm. out of it but i think that god can take the bad and make a good come out of mm-hmm. it so um I don't know. And this this was to me this was one of those situations. I feel like I I don't I don't want to call Ishmael a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't cuz he was deliberate. Yeah, he was deliberate. Hmm. Um but I know I I believe that he wasn't necessarily part of God's plan mm-hmm. for Abraham. Yeah, I don't know that like I feel like God had a direct plan but he's really good at (laughs) um improvising when things don't Mm -hmm. go well like Mm -hmm. he he had the whole um let's live in the garden of eden thing and then adam and eve sin and he's like okay i knew this was going to happen um i came up with a plan b and so i feel like ishmael's entire like this his entire Existence. existence and his 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 not his history his future mm-hmm. and his descendants all of that um god god improvised and i i don't mean it in the sense that it's improv <laughs> exactly i feel like he always has a backup plan he had yeah a, a, a contingency plan a conting- contingency plan and it's as well thought out as the original plan mm-hmm. so like because he knows humans right yeah so I feel like like their backstory is as significant 
and um, carefully um, thought out, thought out mm-hmm. as is and Isaac's and his descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that there was an interesting concept for me to think about because I feel like it's very complicated, um, and I don't know that we could ever understand it completely. That you know God can intervene in situations like this like you were saying he could have prevented Ishmael from being conceived and even born um but like he chose not to mm-hmm. yeah. um another point I have from post um Hagar's conversation with the, an- the angel of the Lord is that she walks away from the conversation being aware that Ishmael would potentially have brothers mm. and that there would not be peace on earth. Okay. And so, I, I am I am a peace loving person. Like, I can't deal with confront- confrontation. I can't deal with con. Like, I can't deal with conflict. But my preference is always to resolve conflict as far as possible. So, to walk away from this, to walk into a situation fully knowing that the child I am pregnant with is not going to have a peaceful relationship with their siblings would mess with my whole existence mm. I, I would be so uncomfortable but it doesn't seem that it affected her, her I don't well, I can't say that we, don't know. we can't say that but um, this was some inside information that she had that neither Sarah nor Abraham had so it's like she went back with secret knowledge but um, this is one of my points as well she had to have had a conversation with Abraham because they say that Abraham named the boy mm-hmm. Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting to me. The whole concept. the We believe that um, Hagar had uh, an experience, an encounter with the Hebrew God. Mm-hmm. With um, She calls him um, the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, which, as I'm always saying, I'm not sure, is particularly strange. Because we have God revealing to the Pharaoh that something mm-hmm. isn't right here. So mm-hmm. we don't know that they necessarily believed in other gods. If they, um, And we have that random dude in Salem who's a priest of God, mm-hmm. the same God. So we don't know that we've had the diversion into multiple religions or if um, maybe there are multiple gods, um, they believe in multiple gods, and this one is just, just happens to be one of them. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew God just happens to be one of them. But she has that conversation with God and... Um, Abraham clearly believes that it was a conversation with his God Mm -hmm. because he names the child Ishmael after the instructions she's been given. And I thought that was, that was interesting. I don't know, um, you know, after the whole contention with Sarai and um, at the end of the day, this is still his child. This is literally his blood. Mm -hmm. And um, to take into consideration the experience of this child's mother after um like leaving her to be mistreated by Sarai showed me some a little bit of character development okay. mm. otherwise he might have had a, a conversation, conversation with, with God, God as well yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I think my final point and I think I've been making this point um throughout entire discussion of um Abraham but is that it's wild to think that someone who God has promised to have descendants as plentiful as the stars would have his first child at 86. Mm. Mm. Just 
and I think we 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 continue to have that conversation next chapter. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay, so this roller coaster of uh, it was f- a roller coaster for me, being sh- like d- that bomb dropped in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, you want to do lessons? Sure. Um. My first one is that sometimes God lets us do our own thing, right? Even when He knows how to mess up His plan for our lives. And like. <laughs> I I am I am at a point like in my personal life right now where I'm seriously contemplating that where I'm wondering if like certain things I have done in the past have not been very Ishmael the production mm-hmm. of Ishmael like um and if I have not veered completely away <laughs> from the path that God and the plan the path and plan God had intended for me so like processing that one <laughs> was like okay God like I see you let me do let me let me do my own thing but like you, you know I think <laughs> yeah okay, I, I get you I get you however on the other hand right, my second point is that at other times God will send someone or something to stop us in our tracks and tell us to go back mm. yeah that's my first one God will meet me in the wilderness. Mm. Yeah. And that, to me, that's so, you know, I'm literally running away from my, um, my current experience. And, and, and Hagar, it was not, as far as we know, this was not even her doing. This was done to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, her, her re- retaliating against Sarah right? and, um, being condescending and despising her. That's her doing. But, She's running away from the results of that. And the whole reason she's in that situation is Sarah and Abraham's fault. But God will, he will find her, you know, and and reach out to her, even in the wilderness. And that was just so endearing and heartwarming um, to me. Yeah. I think, um, I think my next point about God follows that line and it says um god will look after those who have been mistreated and he will bless them mm. yeah that's beautiful i think i think we see that clearly um in in that encounter and experience hagar has in the wilderness yeah for sure for sure i think i yeah i get like reading the bible especially the old testament you get the belief that you know he's there for the underdogs like he's he's the champion of the underdogs yeah Yeah. my next point about god was related to one of the points you made about abraham like um what did you say you said something about abraham thinking he needed to um Mm -hmm. he needed to to help god right yeah then my point is that like God doesn't need our help. Like he never needs our help. <laughs> like never, never, never. Like he he can accomplish his purpose um a lot of the time uh, faster and, and more successfully mm-hmm. without our involvement. Mm-hmm. And I think the only times he involves us is when it's going to benefit us, when it's going to help us to grow, when it's going to help strengthen our faith. Um I feel like that's the only reason we involved in evangelism at all mm-hmm. because it's going to help Save us, us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like he does not need our help. Like does not. 
I don't know why we keep forgetting that. Like, like oh, let me do this for God. He does not need your help. Mm. Does not need my help. Yeah. So that was one of my main points. And my last one was again bringing it back to Hagar. Like I can appreciate how how she felt like naming a whole well after the God who mm-hmm. sees her. And and I was looking at it as well that the they named Ishmael Ishmael because it meant um, the God who listens mm-hmm. and a God the God who hears and, and answers prayers. Yeah. Right. I was just like I could appreciate feeling like you seen and you known and understood because like like being mistreated or and like feeling like you being unfairly treated and I feel like that's what was happening to Hagar you know this and it being being some a situation being outside of your control and feeling frustrated and feeling like you misunderstood it's the world against you and the every yes everything has turned against you um that could be so frustrating and that could be so isolating and to have the assurance that this powerful being um is not only rooting for you but he sees you he understands you he appreciates you um for who you are and for what you are and he is working things out like you said to bless you that to me is just wow awe inspiring okay personal lesson time okay so I, I, my first one is something you've listed as a, a god lesson um my attempts to assist god will probably do more harm than good god does not need my help Listen. Where are you going? I guess he's trying to get to the, um, the people barking outside. Uh, we need to go upstairs to bark at them. Okay, that's one way to go. Um. Yes, my my points. Um. My I have two points. One of them was that in getting the things that I want, I need to be careful that I ne- never become willing um, or I never end up exploiting vulnerable mm. people um, or I'm, I'm never tempted to go against my values in order to get mm. something mm. that I want even mm. though it's something that God has promised me mm-hmm. I need to be aware that I'm not um, exploiting vulnerable people I'm not um I'm not going about it. Stepping on people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my second one is that um, it was just a reminder. I think we spoke about that earlier in Genesis. That an aspect of faith is patience. Mm -hmm. And I need to be careful that in waiting for God's promise... I don't settle and I I don't um, you know like I don't give up on the promise because something that looks like it might it might get me there faster is presented in front of mm. me yeah. word <laughs> I want to stop my face <laughs> um Okay, so my, my, my points kind of roll 
talking to each other. Um, when my bad ideas backfire on me, I cannot pass the blame, but must take full responsibility for my decisions and my actions. Sarah, are we talking to you? Like, cause I, I have some bad ideas sometimes. <laughs> And in the moment, I think they're great, and then, you know, mm-hmm. um, they don't go as planned. And oftentimes, I'm like, <laughs> like it happens to me a lot in times, like in attempting to have conversations with people, and I have to remind myself, like, you wrote a script for this conversation in your head. <laughs> right? You didn't give this other person. <laughs> So you thinking that this was a good idea to initiate this particular conversation, bring up this particular topic, was your bad idea. <laughs> You know, you need to take ownership for the like you having questionable ideas. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, my next point is, running away will probably make things worse. Okay. And then the last point is, but even when I run, I can trust God to lead me to a water source. Mm-hmm. To in oh, sorry. Okay, let me say that again. But even when I run, I can trust God to lead me to a water source in the desert. And I can trust him to meet me there. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. So as promised, this was a very long (laughs) (laughs) episode with lots of feelings and anger and like um, rants. Mm. So, um, yeah. But that was Genesis chapter 16. Yes. And so we move on next time, God willing. Um, this has been What Shall We Say to These Things? I'm TJ. And I'm MJ. And until next time, we're, we're out. out.